Welcome to the Tim Plummer Joomla Show. Joomla news and tips to help your website grow. Sit back, relax, and grab yourself a beer. Let some Joomla love flow into your ears. Welcome to the Tim Plummer Joomla Show. I'm your host, Tim Plummer. But you, so much more importantly, are a motivated Joomla user. For our regular listeners, you may have noticed I haven't had an episode for a while, and I'll tell you why shortly. But first, I have some Joomla news. In today's Joomla news, I have something very important to tell you, and that is about the security release version 3.6.4. Now, the Joomla project um, had the unusual step of actually doing a pre-release announcement to say that there was a security issue found and that on the Tuesday the 25th of October at uh, 1400 UTC time they were going to be releasing a fix for this patch. Now the fact that they did the pre-release announcement um, it it made it sound uh, like it was something pretty serious and actually it was. If you've had a look at the, the details of the 3.6.4 release, uh, it fixes two big bugs in, in Joomla. Uh, one of those vulnerabilities uh, allows people to create accounts on your site, even when uh, the user registration is turned off. And the other vulnerability allows people to actually create accounts with admin privileges, which co- combining these two together, basically anyone can hack your site, which is really really bad. Now this affects versions 3.4.4 through to 3.6.3. If you're using a version of Joomla less than 3.4.4 you should upgrade anyway because there's other vulnerabilities you should be worried about there and uh, the Joomla 3 series is the only supported version anymore. Uh, 2.5 and 1.5 are both end of life so you shouldn't be using those and so basically everyone who's using Joomla 3 should be upgrading to version 3.6.4. If for whatever reason you can't upgrade, then you should install uh, a security tool such as the Kiba Admin Tools, which will protect your site from this particular vulnerability. But even so, try to upgrade as soon as you can because it's, it's really important. Now, I've been looking at the, the stats on the uh, developer.joomla.org slash stats.html. As you may know, in Joomla uh, version 3.5.0, uh, we introduced a stats feature where it sends anonymous statistics back to the, uh, the Joomla project so that we can see what version of database you're using, what PHP version you're using, and what version of Joomla you're using. Now, if you look at the stats right now, only 11.54% of the sites that have statistics turned on are using 3.6.4, the latest version. If you look at the next figure down, 5.6.2% are using Joomla 3.6.3. So that means that 82% of of sites are using Joomla 3.6.2 or lower. There's a few things to keep in mind here. The, the stats 
are optional. Not every single Joomla site has stats turned on. Some sites are behind um, proxies and uh, and firewalls and, and that sort of thing, so the stats wouldn't get through even if they are turned on. The stats aren't sent instantly. You can set the frequency of, of how often you want the stats to be sent. Uh, when you initially set up, they've got the choice of always send stats, um, send it once or never send. So people who have sent stats once, that's obviously not going to update these stats. And uh, people who have set it to always, uh, the update frequency may be set for um, a few weeks or something like that. So that could be skewing these results. But even so, the, the fact that so many of these sites are using uh, 3.6.2 or lower, sure, a percentage of those are going to be affected by those, those points that I've just mentioned, but I, I would still say that uh, a large percentage of, of Joomla sites haven't been patched with this security release. So that means there's a lot of sites vulnerable. You may not be aware, but someone's already released a Python script that exploits its vulnerability. So the chance of your site getting hacked is very high. So definitely need to apply this upgrade. If you haven't done it, stop listening to this podcast right now. Go do it and come back later because, yeah, very important that you upgrade. Now, the next bit of Joomla news is that the Joomla project has announced that they're looking for a mascot and they've created a mascot competition. So if you go to community.joomla.org slash blogs, there's the call for Joomla mascot article there that tells you all the details. Now, the entries for this competition close on the 16th of December, so you've still got a bit of time to, to come up with a concept and, and submit it. There's no prize money. It's just huge bragging rights for whoever wins, so um, I encourage anyone who's got a bit of artistic skill to, to go in and enter this competition, and, and hopefully we get some really good entries that will help uh, the marketing team to get the message out there of Joomla and uh, improve our uh, brand recognition. For those who are interested, the reason why I haven't podcasted in a while is uh, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, I had the school holidays here in Australia, so I went away for a couple of weeks, took the kids up to Queensland to the theme parks and uh, had a great time, although my son is still too scared to go on the roller coasters. But uh, we still had a, a really good time. Now, the other reason is that I've been working quite hard on a few projects and uh, haven't had the time because uh, I've been trying to get ready for my trip to China. I'm actually podcasting right now from a hotel room in Shanghai. I've been here for the week and I'm flying back to Australia tomorrow. Now, the reason that I'm in China is actually for my day job, where I don't get to use Joomla a lot, but uh, there's certain projects where I do get to use Joomla. Now, this particular project, uh, we have this global website that the company has built that uh, works basically in every country except for China. The reason why it doesn't work in China is because it is loading uh, media from all different places. we use Adobe Experience Manager and have all our product images loaded up into that. Uh, we have a database with all the product specifications in it that information is loaded from. 
there's videos of loading from different places. There's um, there's all, all these different things loading up from from all over the place. And if you're familiar with China, the Chinese government have the the Great Firewall of China, which blocks a lot of things. Like in China, you can't access Google, um, or you, you can sort of intermittently, but um, most of the time it doesn't work. Uh, you can't access Facebook, YouTube, all those sort of things. So a lot of the things that you would normally do outside of China, uh, if you're in America or Australia, the way that you do things just don't work in China. Effectively, what you need to do is have all your content for your website loaded on a server that's hosted within China and have all the elements loading off that server, all the um, CSS, all the JavaScript, all the videos, that sort of thing. Because unlike in the Western world, um, where we can just load videos on YouTube or, or some other video-hosted sites, when you host a video on a site in China, it always has advertising on it. And for a, a large corporation, they don't want to have advertising showing on their videos. So the way around it is to, to host those videos on, on their site, on, on the web server that's hosting everything else. So the challenge that, that um, my team had was to basically recreate the, the look and feel of this global website, but have it all running locally on a server in China. Now, we have an existing website in China uh, that was built in PHP, and it was custom built many years ago, originally in Singapore, and then uh, China have taken a copy of that Singapore site, added in their local content. Now, we did have a guy here in China that was maintaining that site, but he left in June this year, and the, the current site, it's completely written in PHP, and the guy was maintaining it through Dreamweaver, and so you'd literally have to edit PHP source files to change any of the content. Now, the rest of the marketing team aren't technical at all and have no coding skills, so that just wasn't going to work. So one of the challenges that we were trying to do is uh, recreate this site in a content management system so that the, the marketing people can maintain the content without having to touch source code. And we need to have everything loading locally on the server, no resources uh, loading from external sites. And uh, we need to keep it consistent with the, the global branding. So if someone was to look at the global site and then look at the China site, you'd want it to be almost identical and for people to not even realize that it's a different site. So with all these challenges in mind, um, we chose Joomla as a solution to to implement this and we're in the process of building the site uh, and we'll be launching it in January. So I was over here for some meetings to, to get all that happening. So that's why I'm in Shanghai. Another thing interesting I've done recently is I actually attended a word camp in Sydney a few weeks ago. I, I know it's not a Joomla event, but I like to support the open source community and it's always quite interesting to see what other people are doing and it's amazing what you can learn and the, and the similarities between the communities. One thing I did find interesting, in, in part, previous years, uh, WordPress people have always bagged out Joomla and Joomla's been like a big competitor to them. But this year, 
there wasn't any mention of Joomla at all. The, the WordPress people really see uh, things like Squarespace and Wix as their main competitors now. So um, that's an interesting change of mindset there. Now for a Joomla tip. The registration form on Joomla, when you go to register a new user, it's got some standard fields, name, username, email, confirm email, password, and verify password. Now that's a lot of fields. Uh, you may want to simplify that and just give the user less options to fill out. Now for this China website that we're building, we wanted to match the global site, so we wanted to match the fields that, that that had. And it didn't have name, username, email, all that sort of stuff. All it had was uh, first name, last name, email address, and password. The, the way that we've implemented that is you can actually create a template override for your user registration form. And just with a little bit of JavaScript, you can, instead of having to um, enter username, and email address, you can just enter one and use a JavaScript to fill out both, basically. Same with the confirm password. Uh, we didn't want to have to put in password, then confirm password, so uh, we just put the one field there and just a bit of JavaScript that can, uh, they fill out the password once and it copies it into the other hidden field. The confirm email, same sort of thing, that's copied in there too. So that simplifies it down to basically name, email address, and password. The next challenge was to split the name into name, first name, and last name, which, as you know, Joomla doesn't do. So the way we've achieved that is with extension called UEMAN, which is one that I've actually developed, and uh, it allows you to add custom fields to user profiles. So we created the last name field in UEMAN, and so that's stored in the, uh, the user profiles table in Joomla. And the template override has basically uh, moved that user profile field up next to the first name. So we've got the first name, last name, email address, and password. So we've been able to, to achieve that just using that one extension and the, and the template override. So that was pretty cool. While I was investigating how I could implement this, I actually found another approach that, that was interesting. So you can create a user profile plugin, and in there you can actually uh, remove the fields that you don't want to be mandatory on that user registration form, such as password to or email to, if you want to stop uh, you having to to fill out both of those, and then you can use a template override to, to hide those fields that you're uh, not using anymore. So that's just another way of, of implementing that if you want to simplify your user registration form. When I get around to it, I'll write a blog on, on this, but uh, in the meantime, if you're interested, uh, leave me some comments in the show notes. You can access the show notes at timplummer.com.au slash ep6. So that's it for this episode. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.